You are now, 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 listening, listening to the Mostly Sober, Mostly Sober, Mostly Sober. We interrupt your regularly scheduled programming to inform you that for the remainder of this month, all October, there will be tales of scary things, spooky monsters, and horrific, horrific happenings. Things that may go bump in the night, things that'll give you a fright. We will see what comes in store when Josh Harvey is here and tells us all his scary little stories. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ominous October. What's up, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Mostly Sober Podcast. I'm Travis O'Neill, and alongside me, as always, my good pal, great friend, awesome buddy, Zach. You hoss. Hey. And of course, Josh Harvey is here for the remainder of the month. Welcome back, dude. Hey, hey. What's happening? Not Cracking much. some beers with the boys on a Wednesday. While you're here, we got the Ominous October line out right now. Get it while it's fucking hot. Shopmostlysober.com. Get on there. Get some fucking merch from your boys. I see some people was actually getting some. We're getting some tweets. Some some uh, snappy chats of uh, people when they're in their new gear. It's pretty dope. We appreciate you guys. Thanks. Sick. Yeah. Yep. Lots going on in the world. Not really. Um, NHL just started yesterday. The Penguins and the Tampa Bay Lightning started it off for ESPN. And I'll tell you what. It was pretty dope. They did a uh, sick, like, seven-minute video of the composer who originally did the ESPN on NHL theme song back in the early 90s, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, this has been, what, 20 years ago now almost. And um, he said ESPN hit me up and said they need a new new composition for a theme song. So he found the old composition that he wrote back in the day and then like reformatted it and it's and he had like an orchestra at the end and what's crazy is they went through like the generation of like Sidney Crosby and Ovechkin and they have headphones on and they're going through all these popular players that we kind of grew up with and they're like humming the tune to the ESPN yeah, theme yeah. because they knew it <clears throat> and then they give it to the younger generation they're like wait is that the Olympics is that NFL on ESPN, I don't know what this is. Like, they had no idea what the theme song was. Yeah. And then it goes back to, like, our generation. They're like, I'm ready to run through a fucking wall. Like, <laughs> they were, like, pumped off about it. And then it ended up coming to, like, this orchestra where he plays it. That was the first thing I thought of when, when I heard ESPN. Oh, Got was the it the theme NHL. song? Was it the theme song? Yeah. It, dude, it gets you, get you going, man. Yeah, it's That's great. a dope-ass theme song. I loved it. I watched the second period on ESPN+. Mmm. Um... So do they get a new theme song? It's the same tune, but kind of modernized. modernized. Yeah. yeah. I have one gripe. It looks like it's being broadcast in like 720p compared to like what NHL TV was doing. Okay. So that's the only. Like, Might be something you have to upgrade on your streaming service. I, no, I got you. The- got like the premiere package and shit. That's whack. But I tell you what, I loved the camera angles. They had a. Uh, I also watched the Kraken and Vegas game afterwards. Penguins won, by the way. Uh, Kraken tied it up three three in the third period. Short lived, and they lost to Vegas. That, that DWG should have counted. No, I don't think so either. I think it was a kick in. Um, totally a kick in. I was kind of like pissed off about it, but uh, anyhow, 
The camera angles were amazing. The announcers are great. All of it so far, my first impression of them were was awesome. I thought it looked great. Oh, dude, the, the camera angle. Like, yeah. they did this one camera angle where it was like, you know, hockey's a fast-paced game. It's so fast. We want to get you guys as close to it and hear the sounds of it as much as you can. So for now, we're going to be quiet. And they, like, changed the angle to where you were long ways with the, with the rink. And you can see everyone moving around. You heard everybody's talking. You heard, like, the puck hitting the boards and the sticks playing against each other. Mm-hmm. Like, they were completely radio silent the whole time. It was cool as fuck. But that was, like, I didn't see that guys. part. Honestly. Yeah. It, it, it's cool. But, yeah, ESPN took over first time in however many years. Um couple of trends going on 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 Twitter and TikTok is the the Kesha song, you know, where they're like, hear your heart beat to the beat of the drum. And people are like beating on the fucking door of like dorms. And then the red flag. What song is that? That is. um, I can sing. Die Young or something? Yeah, Yeah, Die Young. That's what it is. Big Kesha guy. Yeah, Big Kesha guy over here. (laughs) (laughs) Kesha, can you turn me down a hair? I'm. Deafening here. Oh yeah, bro. Definitely. I gotcha. I gotcha. How's that sound? Better? That's way better. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, no problem, buddy. Term- <laughs> you know, snare in my headphones. It's too much snare in my headphones. There was way too much snare in my headphones just now. <laughs> and then the uh the red flag tweets. Yeah. Those ones are, are bumping right now. Uh what else we got going on? Anything special for you guys? Well, I'll watch the first wild game on Friday. Yeah, it's coming. Halloween up. kills is on Friday too. Yeah. I will be watching that. Um, nothing. We got um, perhaps it's either a Riches Forms or a, a horror movie night coming up uh, with us and our ladies here this weekend. It's one or the other. Might have a sick ass van. <laughs> we'll be rolling in. Yeah, the I hope it don't rain. I hope it don't rain either. But if it does rain, we have a backup plan. They ain't never right. They weatherman. Ain't, they never be right. They never be right. No, the weatherman wrong all the time. Anything um, new in, in the in the realm of uh, the ice cream wizard? Um, the conspiracy theory. I'll tell you what. Hot take. Oh. Watched uh, Thor The Dark World last night. Was not looking forward to it, as none of us ever do. <laughs> hot take, though. Better than Thor 1. Oh, oh I think so. Without a doubt. I, didn't, I thought I was going to get shot down on that one. No, I, I'd have to rewatch it. I like it because you already know <clears throat> the character, you know. It and- is... The best of Loki until the Loki series. Is this is this this is the one? Uh, this, is this the one where they're like out in the desert and shit? No, that's Thor one. It's a Thor one. Okay, that's the one I like. Off the top, that's the one I like. Off the top, Dark World's when they're oh yeah about the, the elves and all shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think uh, Prime Loki is Avengers Loki. Like no, I disagree. Really? I, I, I actually like <clears throat> like when he stole the tesseract. <clears throat> yeah, that one. Yeah, that's the Loki I like. That's too. the like my le- like I I don't know. That's like when I, like cowardice. as much as I like Loki, he's like my least favorite big bad in any Avengers movie. Honestly, like wait till you get favorite. to meet. Uh, I like him when he's on your side. I like him when he's on your side, but I just didn't. I, I was never fearful of him in, in that movie for some reason. Yeah. And oh, I think he's you know, so he's great. Up. In the Dark World, he's awesome. You get, like, every facet of Loki in that Wait movie. till you get to meet uh, Ice Giant Loki. When's this? I, I, I saw it. You I did? saw it. I, I, that's the only one I've watched. I've watched one. What did you think that. of that? Is this What If you're talking about? I thought about? that was one of the better episodes of What If. Wait, just I'm wait. not a huge What If fan, by the way. I'm not a huge What If fan. I, I, I'm, like struggling to, one. I'm, struggling, I'm struggling to, like, get myself to watch. I was, share, I was showering, like, sharing yesterday. <laughs> 
I'm just good. something that happened in like the final couple episodes, and I like brain fucking exploded myself with my own theory. Oh shit! And I want to tell people, but I can't because people don't watch it. <laughs> Were the people? Fucks. Yeah. No, we're being hard. The people. Mm, I'm sorry, but there was a couple down episodes that it, like really threw me, and then I wasn't motivated to watch it. I wasn't really motivated at the first one, although I was really. I really interested. enjoyed the beginning. Yeah. And then there was a couple down for me. But did you did you watch the the Ultron one? No, that's the next one. These next two episodes are like one and the same, so it's it's it'll make you love. Ultron well, it led even into more. the Ultron at the end of the Thor one. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, yeah. I actually like the Dark World now. I kind of I kind of dig that movie. Yeah, if you thought Ultron was cool before. I love Ultron. This Ultron blows that Ultron out of the water. The What If Ultron? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I've always said I've that was my probably my favorite Avenger movie was Ultron. I, I dude, I loved it. Well, minus obviously the big dogs at the end, but the I loved the. It's I just so Ultron. weird, like seeing Ultron in Vision's body. This is what happens yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in What If? Yeah, because yeah. he he wins. Oh, oh, that's fucking cool. I'd like to check that out. Same voice? Uh no, no. Okay. Oh well, what are you gonna do? James Spader ain't doing yeah. no animation. <clears throat> By the way, I was telling him before you got here. You know who Doc Shepard is, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down the road. <clears throat> the one yeah. with the, the lines and tigers. Yeah. yeah. Veterinarian in the area. He he has a vet, vet practice in Uniontown. Yeah, now. we were going to take the dogs to him. <clears throat> yeah, I was just there yesterday. And uh, I was like bullshitting with him. And he was like bitching about some like delivery driver that brings like the meat for his tiger. And I was like, do you still got tigers? I was going to ask you that. And he's like, yeah, I only have one now. And, he's an older uh, guy now, right? <clears throat> like, Yeah, he's pretty old. I was like, is it still down like by Ralph's run? And he said, no, it's up here now. He's like, we, that's the only tiger we have now. And uh, he was like, I miss it. You know, I, I miss having all those cats, but it's just too much work. Fundraising and stuff's way too much work. And I said, how many did you have? Guess how many this dude had? 220. Wow. That's a ridiculous. Tigers? That, that, <laughs> was, that was Joe Exotic's number. <laughs> was, oh, it, well, uh, was it? We were curious about that. We were wondering what it was. He had 42 tigers. That's insane. Did he, did he say anything about, like, the other things? Did he have lions and, like, leopards we're, and we're shit? We're thinking that's the I want to ask him, but I think... I'm pretty sure he did have lions. I remember... I'm, he, he definitely had a leopard. I remember... He definitely there was, had a panther, too. I think, Yo, he had, I think he had several different cats. There was, like, yeah. a, there was like a, a radio call one time. Yeah, because one got loose in the yeah. fucking smock. A, a fucking... A leopard, bro. In smock. Wow. You know how much fucking... Pants were shit that night? Oh, I bet. Fuck that. Get your dog inside. Yo, get inside. There's a motherfucking leopard around here somewhere. Yeah. Like, we're, like, pissed off when we see deer. Like, I don't want to hit the deer. But, like, we're scared of bear, like, in this area. Right? Was, like, kind of scared. Like, I would be freaked out if I'm, like, laying on my hammock out in the yard. And they're like, oh, fuck. 42 tigers, dude. That's insane. Imagine or a 42 food, cats. Imagine a food bill, bro. Yeah. Gnarly. I mean, homie ain't struggling. Let me tell you. Like... You, you go there with a, we go there with a sick cat, bro, and need some blood tests and shit. He's looking like eight hundred bucks. What was the name of the the pizza shop? <laughs> Sit right next to Real Life Tigers. That's some of the world's best pizza, all handmade. <laughs> that's, that's a joke, exotic prompt. <laughs> the pizza that I make from scratch. And it was like found out that it was like old fucking oh, like yeah. Domino's or something. No, it was fucking. Like, they used like old like expired food. To cook on it. That's probably correct. That's what it was. They brought like because they brought those trucks of 
expired food to feed to the tigers, and they used just like leftover pepperoni and shit, and they fucking made their pizza out of it. Um, he had two twenty. Two twenty, I believe that was the number. Is that like a record? I don't know. I will. Uh, Carol check. Baskin probably got more than that. That bitch. I'd like to see him come back, bro. I wouldn't be mad about it under that. What? Anyone check out the Dave Chappelle? No. Not yet. You know, one thing I always talk about with Zach is like, we got to be real careful. We got to be real PG as much as we can. I mean, we cuss, right? But Zach sometimes throws the gay out every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, bro, before it was closed, the Greater Winterwood Wild, Wild Exotic Animal Park had a total of 1,400 big cats. Yikes. Holy shit. That's a lot of big cats. Dude, I was like, <clears throat> when dude told me he had 42, I was like, did Joe Exotic have that many? Like, I yeah. had no idea. He was questioning it. The correct number is 176 tigers. Wow. That's still a lot. That's still a ton. Motherfucker <clears throat> was breeding ligers and shit. That's insane. Yikes. Dave Chappelle's out. They're trying to cancel him. I know. Impossible. Yeah, you can't cancel yeah, that. You can't cancel Dave Chappelle, bro. It's impossible. He can try it. He can try it. Dude, if he gets canceled, I'll ask him to be on a show. <laughs> Yo. Never, not a chance. Dave Chappelle, 12 bucks. Come on, bro. Say, I don't think he's going to be that hard up. No, probably not even close. No, he's just chilling in Ohio. Yeah, just living his best life with his Asian wife or whatever. Yeah, he talks about it. Dude, he's impossible to cancel. The day he cancels is like the day our podcast is numbered. It's numbered. We're next on a list. What should be next on your list, shopping list that is, is some Manscaped products. Because you need some. And we could save you money on it. There's some awesome, awesome new products coming down the line that I can't tell you about. But I will tell you that they're coming. (laughs) Within the next month or two, you're going to be seeing some awesome shit from Manscaped. And we're going to be talking about them visit manscaped.com use coupon code most sober save 20 percent, and you get free shipping on top of it we recommend a lawnmower and a super smooth package ultra smooth package and some of the body wash hard gets to try out soon because we gave him a bottle oh it's yes, fire sir. it makes you yeah. feel like a man it's dope. Yeah, it smells like red meat red meat <laughs> it doesn't smell like red meat it smells like a refined gentleman no it doesn't smell like a firewood Smells like a badass motherfucker. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this most ever beer chug (laughs) is brought to you by Manscaped. Cheers, ladies and gentlemen. It's that shit to get your your lemons wet. Oof. Lemons. I like lemons. I'll settle. Do you consider? Apples and lemons, like a wet thing. Would you say, oh, apples are wet, or like lemons are wet? No, nah, I would probably say they're juicy. Would be the adjective that I use. Never mind. Uh, would they fall under the category of things that are wet? It depends on what form they're in. If they're still like in skin, then no. Yeah, dry. but what about at the grocery store when they're under all the mist? <laughs> then they're wet. If they're under mist, they're wet. You should have said, what was it, lemons? Lemons in the grocery store when they're under the mist. <laughs> Is this an inside joke? That no, I it was a game we were playing, and 
the category was things that were wet, and he said lemons and apples. Apples. <laughs> I didn't have no other letters to choose from. It was L and A. Yeah. Could have said it like an anus. <laughs> I think butthole was already taken. <laughs> I think it probably was, honestly. <laughs> he deep into this category. Yeah, first thing was that pussy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was I'm first. pretty sure that was first, yeah. He said that one? Lambin. <laughs> I don't think it was. Or bird. I think it was bird. It sounds like something bird would say. Oh shit. Well, what you got for us, Harv? It's ominous October, and we're moving into the spooky mm. shit. I'm trying to get the spook spooked out of me. Okay, uh, I got a few. I got a, I got a few stories. For you. Oh, oh, these are these are scary these stories. Are scary. I like scary stories. stories. You know, people From still the talk about of Reddit. People still talk Fuck, about. Fuck! I totally forgot to read that one. I figured you did. Damn it! I didn't remember until right now. I was going to read it when I went home to go poo poo, but I I didn't. Scary stories to tell on a podcast still gets me like messages of like the dancing creepy guy and the the wood line. We talk about the dancing man every week. Even I know when he's we not should. Here. I don't. We should because he's scary, man. Fuck that. All right. Let me think. What, what I want to tell first. Okay. Choose wisely, my friend. Okay. This one <clears throat> was about a guy that claimed to be a. Uh, He's a U.S. postal worker. USPWS. Love them boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know he said USP what? W's. USPW. United States Postal Workers. <laughs> so he was a postal worker. He was like 40 years on the job. So he says when he was like young dude in the mailroom sorting sort mail one day. Did you say day, claim to be? I'm just, this is on Reddit. I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. Guy, okay. You know? I see you. I see you. Okay. <laughs> you can't trust Red. I'm just not trying to get allegations thrown at me. You know? I, ain't, I ain't promising the legit legitimacy here. Um, so uh, early on, he he's in the sorting room and he finds this black envelope. And it just like strikes him as odd. Like weird color for an envelope. Uh, he's kind of looking at it. Said that like, even like just felt like a quality, like th- real thick paper, and the envelope felt oddly heavy for being such a thin envelope, and it didn't have a return address. Huh. And his boss, like, happened to see him, like, looking at it funny, and she was like, yeah, I was hoping we wouldn't see any of those this year. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, come in my office. So he goes back there, and he's like, I'm still holding the envelope. And she's like, yeah, they come through every once in a while. It's kind of just like an unspoken thing. You just sort them and forget about them, but you don't open them. And he's like, well, wh- like, what, what do you mean sorted? There's not a return address. And she says, there never is. But you just, you know, just trust me. Just, we don't see them too often. Just forget about it. Just sort it and forget about it. So he says he goes like, I don't know. He said he can't stop thinking about this envelope, but it like always bothered him. And he goes like six months before he sees another one. And uh, a couple more come across his desk. And he said he's always like curious about it. And he was like, hold on, let me find it on here. I lost it. (laughs) 
a little bit more than a year after finding his first black envelope, he found another one. Then another one. Within the space of six months, he'd sorted at least a dozen of them, always lacking return addresses, always feeling off to the touch. His boss started avoiding him. Some of the other workers kind of stayed away from him, too. They um, knew that there was, like, something going on. He said they felt like it was just, like, this fucking bad vibe with him for some reason. Because he kept getting them. Yeah, he just kept coming across them. Uh, said he was having nightmares about it. Like, really, really fucking just got to him. Hmm. Anyways, <clears throat> year later, he gets transferred out of that. He ends up on a delivery route. Uh, he says, after a while, I just, like, totally forgot about the envelopes. Until one winter, he's on his route. And he stops by this regular woman's house, older woman, Betty Majors, always meets him at the mailbox. And as he's handing her her mail, just like bullshitting with her, she kind of just like... Um, Burst into flames. She's gl- she glanced at her pile of mail. He feels a cramp in his stomach. Uh, she was holding a black envelope. Odd, she said, carefully tearing the seal. No no return address, he says. No. Doesn't look like it. Uh, All that's on it... It's almost like an invitation, but it doesn't say what it's for. Gold letters, white stock, her name, and a date a little more than two weeks in the future. That's all. That's her death day. I shrugged, tried to smile. It's probably for a wedding, a funeral, maybe a birthday. As the date approached, I got nervous. On the date, Betty didn't. On that date, Betty didn't meet me at the mailbox. Yo, this bitch is dead as hell. I decided to take her mail to the door. I knock. There's a young grieving family member. Betty had passed in her sleep the night before. Wow. The motherfucker's getting death letters. I've never been religious, but after that day, I started going to church. Always repeated the same prayer before leaving. Lord, please no more black envelopes. His prayers were answered for three years until he delivered another one. Same neighborhood, same result. Man died three months after his delivery. There was another envelope the next year, another death. Other people I delivered to passed away without ever receiving these letters. I could see no rhyme or reason to it. All I could do was continue my route and say an extra prayer for anyone who received a dark delivery. Each of them died within a year of receiving the, the black envelope. I took solace in the fact that none of them knew what it meant. However, judging by the fear I saw in a few folks, I worry they might have guessed. Years ticked by, I moved from deliveries to office administration, hoping for a quiet retirement this year. Then a few months ago, the manager of my sorting room came to my office badly shaken. Black envelopes. Dozens. Hundreds. More than he'd ever seen. Not all the staff ever caught on to the gruesome truth about the deliveries, but rumors were spreading. Word came up from high to slow down the circulation, to act like everything was normal, basically to put our heads in the sand. Another unofficial policy drifted down. Lose the envelopes. Trash them. Destroy them. It didn't matter. We'd burn the bastards by the dumpster load, and somehow the letters would be back in the sorting room the next day. No one could explain it. No one could figure it out. Who was bringing in the envelopes or how to stop them? 
The same names and addresses would show up again and again until we finally broke down and delivered them. I'm sending out this message, and then I'm leaving. I'm going to try to enjoy the time I have left. Not long ago, I found a black envelope addressed to me. I couldn't help myself. I read the date. You always think that you'll have more time. Curiosity is such a vicious animal. When we started... When we started getting the influx of marked letters earlier this year, I snuck a dozen of them into my sorting room to read in my office. If you apply gentle heat to the adhesive, it's not too hard to reseal the envelopes later without damage. A dozen names, a dozen strangers, each had the same date written on the terrible gold ink. I pulled more envelopes at random over the next few months. The date was always the same, over and over. Hundreds, thousands. I think something awful is coming. <laughs> Bogus. You lost me at the, in the end a little bit. It's good writing. It is good it writing. Is, very, yeah, yeah. It was I, very intriguing. Yeah, I had but as me. soon as I got like, oh, he got his letter now, well, that kind of tipped me a little bit. Like, of course he did. That's how the story. He didn't say go. no date, bro. Come on. I like it, though. I mean, it was it was very good, very yeah, well done, very been. well narrated. But I'm just yeah, very, yeah, perfectly narrated by uh, the conspiracy expert. The, end, so. the ending kind of put my chub down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Did it put your chub down, Harv? Whenever you first start read it? No, no, dude. I you know me. I'm not. Yeah, I'm never like, oh, this is this fucking. Is this is it. This is, the, <laughs> this is the legit. Bunch of my black on envelopes in the mail. <laughs> yeah, dog. This is just <laughs> until one day. This is just some some aspiring writer trying Har- out a shit. Harv's gonna come in fucking two weeks from now and be like, "Listen, I got mine." I got but my dog, no letter. matter how much I know that and feel that the entire time I'm reading this shit, when I'm sitting there fucking doing it by myself, I'm still getting oh the, the creepy definitely getting the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> the you know what I'm heebie-jeebies are creeping up, bro. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was a good starter. It was. It was good. It was a good starter, man. That one had me, man. I was ready. I was like looking at the candle and shit. It was perfect. Perfect out here, Harv. Thank you, thank you. That leads us right into the next wonderful partner that we have. And I'm rocking her glasses right now. And I know many people who listen to the show rock their glasses as well. Gamer Advantage Blue Light Blocking Glasses. They come available in prescription, non-prescription lenses. They block the highest FDA-approved blue light. And they increase your melatonin percentage by 98%, which helps you fall asleep faster, stay asleep longer, play hard, sleep hard. Gamer Advantage, use coupon code MOSTLYSOBER to save 10%. And on top of it, guys, you can get yourself an awesome pair of magnetic polarized sunglasses clips, which are so fucking dope. Trust and believe. This most sober beer chug is for you, Gamer Advantage. Cheers. Oh, my bad. Oh, yeah. Oh. A little stuffy might have to try that fucking... I think that's bullshit, too. Yeah, fucking push on your side. No, dude, I'm telling you. Get fucking, like, get a clove garlic. Okay. Like, cut it. And, like, get a piece and shove it up your nose. Bro, you're insane for doing that. Wait like a fucking 30 seconds or whatever and pull them out. Your shit will just start gushing fucking snot. This sounds crazy. Clear it completely out. You don't believe me? No, I believe you. Kind of. I'm a little concerned for how my mucous membrane is going to feel after I put a garlic on it. 
Yeah. It feels that wonderful. <sighs> it feels like it'll burn. Because it's just like, oh, like it's like so nice coming out. I've done it. Is your eyes water? Who told you this no, live TikTok? Tale? TikTok. Uh-huh. What do you do? You put what? A clove like garlic, a clove up, garlic up your nostril. Like, cut it and just like shove pieces, two pieces up your nose to where like... Like a cut piece? Yeah. Where it's like sealed around your nose, like yeah. that big. And just wait a little bit, yank them out, and then it's just fucking... Bleh. I got pickled garlic that up here. That great. Try it out, maybe. I ain't gonna do that. Like, that's... It's completely disgusting, but it feels so good. I mean, I use a neti pot, bro. Can't be much more disgusting than that. A what? A neti pot? Do you know what a neti pot is, Harv? Yeah. Yeah, see? Enlighten. It's a little fucking teapot, kind of, plastic teapot. And you fill it up with, like, warm water, and you dump saline, like, salt. That's way too much work, and then you no, pour no, it in your nose. Yeah, you pour That's it. That's way too much bro, work. Bro, you pour it in the right nostril, and then water, like, goes in and leaks out your left one. Bro, it's terrible. Sometimes it goes down your throat. That sounds miserable <laughs> when you just put garlic up your nose for a couple seconds. Yeah, 30 seconds of garlic in your nose. Or until you feel the pressure start coming down. Or it just falls out itself. I don't feel like garlic makes my nose run, so that sounds weird to me. Yeah. Zach's like, listen, it works. Look at him. He's, he's sitting over there. Dog, and he's like, you guys if I are... cut an onion, though? Done. Dude, vegan. Everything. I will be, like, in pain. Yeah. <laughs> I would just be, like, rubbing on my shoulders and shit. Like, Ears leaking. Dude, I'll be crying. <laughs> like, rolling off my chin. I can't do it. Do you it. cut the eye off? The eye of the onion? Yeah. What do you, what does that mean? Like the little like the stem part. Yeah. Don't do that next time. Really? Who's this guy? Well at what point? You when gotta cut the whole onion. Like you... at the top. Yeah. Don't cut this that part. Cut your whole onion. Cut it and from the bottom of it. Yeah. When when do we fucking it. start doing a podcast with Gordon Ramsay? <laughs> I ain't cooking nothing, motherfucker. You know how to cut an onion. It's like, listen, this is what you do with garlic. You shove it up your nose. That's <laughs> how you cut an onion. Wee <laughs> <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. Oh, I'm fancy out here. Shit. I just know some stupid shit. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. It's no stupid shit. That's all. I don't hear more stories from our friends over at Reddit. Yee. Yeah. What you got for us next, Arv? Arvino. Uh, Arvino's way. Finding it. We had a great uh, influx in listeners over the past week, so welcome, new guys. Uh, we hit our record for a seven-day fucking stint, which was awesome. Uh, we look forward to repeating that, perhaps repeating that. Again, visit shopmostsober.com. Find yourself some awesome-ass fucking gear. Put it on. Get it. Buy it. Have fun with it. It's comfortable shit, too. Waiting for mine. All right. I'm good. Let's hear it. So this one, this one's about uh, an unhealthy attraction, okay? This dude talks about, (laughs) he starts dating this girl, and he's like, you know, like, I fell in love with her, like, big time. Like, head over heels, couldn't stop thinking about her. Like, wanted to text her all the time. Like, had to restrain myself from not being too obvious all the time with how much I was into this chick. What that mouth do? (laughs) Is that what he was texting? Huh? Tony's text was. That's what his text was. I was just going like, guess what? By the way, I'm going to interrupt your story, but I found this wallpaper that makes me hungry and like, <laughs> like I want a fruit roll up every time I look at this wallpaper. Wow, it does this, remind it, me of yeah, a fruit roll up. Right? That looks time, really yeah. good, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I got a good wallpaper for you. 
So, let me continue. <laughs> um, so, like, he's, he's dating this girl, and... and uh, I thought that was a dog that barked. <laughs> if he tried to suck some wind in, bros. <laughs> I was, like, looking away, and I heard, like, a little... Harv's like, I'm trying to tell a story. All right, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll cool it. So, uh, you know, he, he's like just talking about like how, like, you know, goddamn guys, come on. I'm not doing nothing. He's over there giggling like a fucking snail. He said, I'll cool it. <laughs> oh, that's a common expression. <laughs> not for you. Cool it. Fuck me in. Grease. All right, go ahead. I'm done. What? Like like the seventies. When they said that, I don't know what I'm, people I'm over, in Greece in the seventies said. I'll cool it. <laughs> All right, let's get serious here. All right, so he's dating this girl. He's talking about how like it, it just infatuated he, was, he is with her. Um, and he's like talking about how it's almost making him lose control. He talks about how uh, the ancient Greeks believe that falling in love could be a curse that you could wish on your enemies how terrible it is to just lose control and be that vulnerable to somebody um one of their first dates they go on this big hike this beautiful view and he's like i know this is irrational but even from that day like the first couple months of dating i always think like i'm gonna i'm gonna take her on this hike again someday and i'm gonna propose to her from this view um so he's dating her for a few months, you know, not exclusive, but like at the make or break point of a relationship, they're, you know, hooking up and stuff. Frequent, yeah. Um, but they're not technically exclusive. Uh, but he's like, it's the first thing that bothered him about her was like, you know, they were spending a lot of time hooking up, but she would never spend the night. He was like, the first time, first sign of like one of us falling asleep, she'd always just like, give me a kiss. All right, call me in the morning. And she'd always leave. So, he brings it up to her one day, and uh, she tells her, tells him, like, you know, this is embarrassing, but I've had this problem that started recently, and I talk in my sleep. And he's like, that's, that's it? Like, that's your problem? And she's like, no, it's, it's bad. Yeah, like, it's about to be fucking crazy. It's bad. Like, yeah, she's like, I say horrible things. And he's like, you know, like, how, how bad can it be? You're know, like, oh, my nail. Or like, cunt. And she's like, no, I don't say really random words, gibberish. It's horrible. I say horrible, disgusting things. He says, I, I think that can't be that bad, but I was wrong. Ooh, big intrigued here, bro. Yeah, got me. Hooked. She tells him, whatever happens, don't wake me up. I become scared, disoriented. I don't. And don't respond. Oh, I'm sorry. I become scared and disoriented. Don't respond to my sleep talking. Just ignore it. If it becomes too much for you, just go sleep on the couch. And he's like, you know, it's not going to be a big deal. I'm not going to need to go sleep on the couch. It's all, you know, it's all good. So, first night they spend together. Go to sleep without incident. I don't know how many hours passed, but I woke up in the dark with the sensation that someone was watching me. Then I remembered that she was with me. She was actually spending the night. I smiled. But then I noticed the shadowy outline of her sitting up in bed. She was looking down at me. Staring. 
It creeped me out, I'll admit it. Her posture was entirely different. It was as though it wasn't even her at all. Then she spoke. It wasn't her voice that I heard. It was much lower and gravelly, like something out of a horror movie. I'll chew your skin from your bones, she says. I froze. At first, I just kept looking at her. This was not at all what I expected. I thought it would be more like the way Tourette's is often portrayed, just random swearing and shouting. I honestly thought to myself, what will I do if she attacks me right now? What if she really does try to chew the skin from my bones? But then she lied down and went back to sleep. I was creeped out, tried to lie back down and ignore her, but struggled. I couldn't even close my eyes without thinking, maybe she's sitting up again staring at me. And then one time I rolled over to look at her, and she was. Her face was right towards... Ew! Her face was pressed right towards mine. Her breath was foul and rotten. Something I imagined wasn't normal for her. She spoke again in the same voice. If you don't move to the couch, you'll be dead by morning. That did it for me. (laughs) Yep, you got it. (laughs) I sat up in a moment, headed for the living room. She made some sort of wheezing sound as I left. I think it was supposed to be laughter. I was lying on the couch, but I wasn't going to be able to fall back asleep. I was far too shaken. I was <clears throat> I was staring out towards the window, hoping to see the first few hints of the sun rising. And then I heard something from the bedroom. I listened, and then I heard again. Steven. Is that his name? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Fuck. It was the same I low, his gravelly name was like voice. Fucking <laughs> Clark or something. Yeah, like, please be somebody else. It sounded like a witch. I tried to ignore it, but then it continued. Steven. Still, I said You got to do the voice. I know. I can't do the voice. <laughs> Steven. Steven. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> Gravely. Still, I said nothing. I know you can hear me, Steven. You're awake now. You don't want to come back to the bedroom? The voice barely sounded human. Or maybe you'd prefer I come to you. I didn't say anything. I was told not to, but I listened. If I heard her start walking towards the bedroom door, I'm not even joking. I would have run right out of the apartment. But she had asked me to not respond to her sleep talking, so I didn't. And then I heard her voice once more. Sorry to spoil your plans. She began laughing. The two of you were supposed to go for that walk on the trail again. I wasn't even remotely prepared for what she'd said next. You'd both be so tired when you reached the top. You'd look over the city, and then you'd get on one knee and bring out the ring. She began laughing. And that's when I realized this wasn't a problem with sleep talking. It was something much more, something supernatural. I had never told anybody about that proposal fantasy. There was something that was simply no way she could have known anything about it. This was no longer merely about talking in one's sleep. This was about possession. I can't go back into the bedroom. I have no idea what would happen if I did. Instead, I'm going to wait it out, holding up in my living room until the sun rises. I have a couple more hours. I can hear her laughing occasionally in the bedroom. It's still not her voice, still the same low-pitched cackle. But as I sit on the couch writing this out, here's what scares me the most. Maybe my infatuation and utter obsession with her wasn't normal. I said before that I felt like I was losing control of myself. More so, I believe, than the typical falling in love story. I fear that the infatuation I felt was the entity slowly taking control of me of it controlling my thoughts, fears, ambitions, and anxieties. Maybe once I become completely absorbed, a transfer would occur, and she would be free of it. I know I should leave, that I should open the front door, get in my car, and drive away from here. But I can't. I can't leave her. 
I've already lost control. I'm infatuated with her. That's it? That's it. What the fuck? I need to know what happens next. Like, what the, what happened <laughs> when she woke up? They'd be like, yo, you got a fucking shit in you. <laughs> you got some shit in you, girl. You better get that out. But her ex likes that shit. God I damn. Gonna, I ain't gonna do nothing. <laughs> you better call up fucking uh, the exorcist. Get his ass in here. Play the theme song. I just watched that a couple nights ago. How was it? It's fucking laughable now. So yeah. is the exorcism of Emily Rose. I never cared for that one. I didn't mind it. Yeah. That's okay. a pretty good story, though. Well written that was, again. It was great. Another well written story, for sure. I, I was digging that one. Man, you get me hooked on this shit, bro. I, I dig. I, I, need I, more. Go through a I need more. Yeah, I know. It's, it's beautiful. Like, it's a, nothing really. This is like the pinnacle of Ominous October, in my opinion, is when Harv is telling a story and he just like literally grabs our attention. Like we're we're like radio silent for at least at least five to ten minutes. It's beautiful. It's like oh. <laughs> if you can see our if you can see our face, we're like, oh shit. This is I look over at Zach. Zach like glances over at me. He's like, wow. <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> Listen to this one. I go through a lot, dog. That shit is the mad note. It's the man notes. It's the jam. Before we get into the next story, I do want to talk about Canadips, our other partners, and you should probably go purchase some. Listen, they're breaking out a whole new line. You guys got to look into it. It's awesome shit. And you can save 15% by using coupon code MOSTLYSOBERCHECKOUT. My go-to flavor is easily the Tangy Tropical Citrus. Shit tastes like I'll tell you every fucking episode because it does. It's nostalgic as hell. I got phone calls about it. Tastes like the sour Altoids, man. Just like them. Identical. It's great. It's good. Promise you'll enjoy it. And you'll save some bread. This most sober beer chug is for you, our friends over at Canadips. Cheers, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, Ooh, my pants came in on Sunday for my costume. I couldn't get them bitches over my thighs. No shit. Yeah. I was big upset about it. Like, I threw, like, my whole costume on the floor. Fuck. I acted like a little child. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. So what are you God doing? God damn it. It's a in the bag. Yeah, you got time. Yeah. I, I, still, I, haven't ordered I, still, I still haven't ordered anything okay. yet. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. You better Ooh. get moving, dog. I, know, I, I had know. so many problems getting shit. So many more than I thought I would. I'm concerned at this point. So I, I'm a little concerned for my Halloween costume well-being and, and you know, whatever. You're going to end up coming as, like, a hobo. Yeah. Like I the, get, I'd probably find some trees come as Groot. <laughs> <laughs> coming in a ghillie suit. Yeah. I'm Groot. You're a fucking sniper on Modern Warfare 2. Get out of here. <laughs> what the fuck you doing? Oh, I can't wait for the Halloween event. I'm going to be on all day that day. What? Oh, yeah. On the Halloween Call of Duty. event. Call of Duty. Oh, that's another thing. Oh, yeah. The fucking uh, cheater thing. They, they yeah. They I can't wait to see how that works. Yeah. I would be surprised if it did. <laughs> it should. It should. Based off of their fucking reaction. It, you can't put out a message that cocky and not yeah, be that good was, with it. That was a high horse corporate message. Like, it was like... Oh, yeah? You guys think you're having fucking fun out there? Guess what? Your days are numbered. I just wish they would actually work on matchmaking 
skill-based matchmaking. Yeah. Because um, we're definitely playing with people like 20 times better than us. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Why can't I get we in still the get wins, with, like, some scrub? We still get wins, though. Yeah, on Rebirth. Rebirth's fun. I ain't going front. I have way more fun on Rebirth. Yeah, but just remember all the fun we did have in Verdansk. Yeah, Verdansk was fun. It was and, for a while. And it's going to be gone soon. Yeah, well, they ruined it because they didn't put up an, an-, an anti-cheat. Anti-cheat's here. Yeah, it's not here yet. But when it is, Verdansk will it's be It's not going to be on Verdansk until, like, mid-December or something. Really? Yeah. yeah. And then, what, February and a new map comes out? I thought the new map comes out with the new game. Which is when? November. Yeah. Okay, hmm. yeah, probably right. Well, we'll see. We'll see how I hope fuck that's goes. true. I don't know if that's true or not. That the uh, new map comes out immediately with the new game. I hope that's true. That would be dope. Right in November, boom, anti-cheat out, new game. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Anyone need a beverage? Yeah. I'm okay right now. Or how many? Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Good episode so far. Great episode so far. I um, I look forward to these ominous October episodes. I uh, I love them on my heart. We haven't had Harv on for a comedy episode in a while either, which is probably be before the end of the year, usually. <laughs> oh, I would imagine. Yeah, no doubt. All right, I got one more. Let's hear it. Let me scan through it real quick. Make sure I got everything. He's the guy right. poet. This is... Did you ever change your uh, your banner on Twitter yet? No. Man, no, you're making me to. upset. I know, I know. It's a fucking genius idea. Um. All right. <laughs> this one's about this girl and her boyfriend uh early 20s looking for their first apartment together pretty broke young kids can't afford much trying to live in the city and uh they find this place you know way better than they found anywhere else not just two bedroom humble apartment um apartment 42 and Significant number, I'm sure. Perfect. Just I mean, perfectly within their price range. Not a nice place. Really old, rundown. But uh, all they could afford. Not a, not a bad starter. But uh, they're in there for the first night, getting settled in. Her boyfriend Jamie goes to work in the morning. She's just getting stuff settled in in the in the kitchen, and she finds a note in one of the cabinets previous tenant left a whole bunch of useful stuff light bulbs keys to the windows which is not abnormal in a you know skyscraper apart but you know for kids and stuff and there's this note handwritten note it says to the new occupier of flat 42 um i opened it up sat down and read it i can't really describe it to you so i'm going to copy it here Here's what it says verbatim. Dear new occupier, firstly, welcome to your new home. I lived here for 35 years with my husband. Unfortunately, he had an incident at home recently that I'd rather not discuss that claimed his life. My sister has now decided I can't keep up with the demands of the property and has insisted that I move in with her and her husband. 
was reluctant at first, but the stairs do kill me at my age, and without Bernie, it's filled with sadness. Anyway, when you've lived somewhere for, for as long as I have, it feels like a person that you know. You understand its personality and what makes it tick. I thought it was probably pertinent that I impart some of the knowledge on you. It's a wonderful home. Honestly, I have lived through my best and worst years. Leaving it behind is a very emotion is very emotional, but if you are to survive and get the best out of it, then there are some steps you need to follow. One. The landlord will never bother you. He doesn't visit, call or communicate in any way. But make sure to pay your rent in a timely fashion always. I have only dealt with him once in 35 years, and let's just say I never missed another rent day. Any repairs required, you speak to the agent you rented the place with. Number two, do not use the communal elevator between 1.11 and 3.33 a.m. Do not do it. This step is vital if you are to have a happy life here. It, It really is life or death. Don't do it. This has cost me and many others in the building greatly, and I would rather not elaborate on why you shouldn't do this. Just please don't do it. I cannot stress this enough. Three, when you hear the strange animal noises coming from flat 48, don't question it. Mr. Mr. Prentice lives there, and he's a lovely guy. Don't be afraid to say hello to him in the corridor or on the stairs. He's old school, so never so he never risked the elevator, but whatever you do, don't check on him when you hear the noises. You'll know when you hear them. Four, if you come across a window cleaner on the balcony, ignore him. He may seem like the nicest guy you've you've ever had trying to sell you something at the door, but it really is best that you don't engage. He will go away if you ignore him, but he tries pretty hard the first few times. So you'll need some resilience. Whatever you do, don't offer him anything. No money, no drink. Five, don't leave food scraps out. Throw away or refrigerate immediately. If you have small animals, it is imperative that you watch them eat and take away any leftover food immediately after they're done. This rule and number two go hand in hand. The things... Those things forage all day and seem to really love animal food. You don't want them in your flat, I promise. You can leave what you want out between 1.11 and 3.33 a.m., so you may want to feed your pets then. Six, don't communicate with any neighbors who claim to live in apartments 65 through 72. These apartments suffered a fire in the late 80s and devastated the whole floor. All the residents died in their homes. The building was mostly council-owned at the time, and they never bothered to renovate the, the apartments. They've been empty ever since, but every now and again, someone will knock on your door claiming to live in one of these, these apartments and ask to borrow some sugar. They will seem entirely average, but you must shut and lock the door immediately. I installed two extra security bolts to avoid these fuckers. <laughs> well, I don't like to swear at my age, but they really are fuckers. <laughs> I like this, Jake, already. Seven. Um, simple one for you, for you here. Keep a weapon in each room. Sometimes you follow all these steps and something, something still slips through the net. Better be safe than sorry. 
What the fuck is going on in his apartment? Eight. The building has a committee that will try to get you to join. It's one of those neighbors groups about improving living conditions for our residents. It's a nice group, and the lady who runs it, Terry from Apartment 26, is a fantastic neighbor. By all means, get involved, but I wouldn't recommend babysitting Terry's two children. She'll ask you because the poor woman needs a break, but if you accept, don't say I didn't warn you. Didn't warn you. Nine. What the fuck? fuck? Stray hairless cats sometimes roam the hallways. I know they're supposedly a special expensive breed, but they don't belong to anyone. They're mostly harmless, but don't pick them up. Not unless you see one of those neighbors that claims to be from apartments 65 through 72. Then grab the cat and lock it inside with you. It'll burn your skin a little bit, but the cats are friendly and I wouldn't want to see them hurt. 10. What? You got a Hellcat? <laughs> Not the engine, but I mean, damn. Yeah, what the fuck going on? 10. There's no way to fix the damp patch on the ceiling in the bedroom. Sometimes it will turn a deep crimson and look quite concerning, but please try not to be alarmed. It doesn't drip, it doesn't get any bigger, and it's been there longer than I have. The landlord will not budge on it, according to the agents. Um, I flagged it many times, even called the police the first time it changed colors, but it was a waste of time, and it will be for you too. It's best to ignore it. 11. You can trust the postman. His name is Ian Flanders. He's been, on the po- he's been the postman since before I moved in. He has his own key to the main door and delivers post at, to your door every morning at 8.54. I can't include everything here or it would become a novel, but if you have any questions, Ian will help you. 12. Finally, the first few weeks are the first. Uh, are the, the first few weeks are the worst. You'll feel like you've made a mistake. I'm sure reading this you already do. But if you can get through the first few weeks, it really is a lovely block to live in. Every property has its quirks, and this one is a little extra special. But you can be truly happy here if you just take my advice. I wish you all the best. I really do. Yours truly, Mrs. Prudence Hemmings. So she says, I don't really know what to think after reading this note. Hopefully it was some sort of joke, but the agent had said that the previous tenant was an elderly lady, and I can't see anyone named Prudence Hemmings attempting to play practical jokes on someone they never met. There were also parts of the note I couldn't disprove. There was indeed a large, damp patch above the bed that me and Jamie had already discussed reporting. Not crimson, but it definitely existed. I had also commented on the beautiful Sphinx cat I saw roaming the halls as we moved in. I started to get seriously freaked out. Our dream, our beautiful home, had just become a source of fear and confusion. I checked the time. It was 9.14. Damn it. Out of time to catch the postman, Ian. When I opened the door to check, sure enough, two letters addressed to Mrs. Hemmings sat on the doorstep. I read the note probably a hundred times over. Tortured myself reading it for the next hour desperately waiting for her boyfriend Jamie to come through the door and tell her that she was crazy and she should relax. But Jamie never came. His shift should have ended midday around 2 p.m. He still wasn't home. 
I panicked, I cried, left over 100 voicemails on his phone, got nowhere. Decided it had been long enough that I could call his work without embarrassing him, without embarrassing him. And his boss told me that I never turned up for his shift. He took the elevator in the morning. I thought about it, what could have happened. Then it hit me. Jamie started his shift at 4 a.m. He oh, would have man. left the apartment around 3.15 and taken the elevator down the stairs. I don't know what to do. Try to convince myself it's a big joke. Maybe Jamie wrote the note and got his boss in on it. The voice in my head kept telling me that he couldn't write that he couldn't write like that, and if he tried, he couldn't write like that if he tried, but I had to attempt to fool myself. It's getting late. He still isn't home. What if it's all true? I think I've made a big mistake. That's the end of it. That's the end of it. Oh, And so man. fucking poopy. Like, <sighs> dude, that's, a, that's still such a great story, though, to hear. What's up with Terry's kids? <laughs> like, I know. I know that Why one. Why are they so me bad? Are they the just like ornery dude. as hell and like yeah. demon kids or some shit? Or are they black eyed kids? You know, dude. Who knows, dude? That's nuts. I liked. Oh man, he took the fucking elevator, bro. He's gone. One a.m. and what? Three thirty-three. One eleven and three thirty-three. You can't go on the elevator. Yeah. That one actually had more parts to it, and I read up, but. I like the first part the best. It, it <laughs> what actually, the fuck? What did the other part say? It has more of a conclusion, but <laughs> I want a conclusion. Is Jamie dead? Jamie's dead. No! They found him. No, but she talks to the postman, and he's like, "Listen, hey, hey, Mr. Postman." The postman tells her there's only one person that's ever made it out of that elevator. It's him, Prudence. Prudence Hemmings. What's in the elevator? Is it just like bad boys? I think it's or? those fuck, whatever fucking monsters roam around that you don't leave food out for. Because you can leave food out from 111 to 333. Because they're in a fucking elevator. What monsters? Are they fucking gremlins? Dude, it might be Loveland Frogmen. I don't know. That's nah. dope. They'd fucking be swinging their wands. They'd be casting spells. Yeah. I fucking, I love the, I love the Loveland Frogmen, dude. I ain't gonna lie to you. That's a great story too. Yeah, man. you was... hit you do you hit us with three bangers this episode. I thought bro. I wrote three good ones. I kept narrowing it down because I had a bunch and I was like, no, nah, these ones, this one's away. not good enough. This one's not good enough. Damn, you found some bangers, dude. Yes, you do. Uh, I, I'm like, Thanks, I man. was super hooked the whole time. I loved it, dude. Fuck yeah, Harv. Always coming through. This one's the, this is the hardest thing to do for me is to find these stories because it ha- it has to be good, but it also has to be able to be like translated good. To, it has to be like able to tell somebody it and still be good because reading yeah always makes everything fucking scary dude right especially when you're by yourself yeah and it, but if it's something that you can narrate well and kind of throw your own twist on and things. get the whole thing out there without it being too long or that's awesome yeah I loved it I loved it I loved every minute of it I'm like ready to listen to another one but Harv's done <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Dude. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Great episode, man. I don't know what we're going to name it. Probably Heebie Jeebies. <laughs> it's one of the ones no. I <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not naming Heebie Jeebies. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Well, Zach, any last words on uh, episode 178? It was spooky. It was, it was a spooky episode, dude. Zach's like, 
I think uh, I'm going to try to do like one shot cryptids next week where there's only like ever like one reporting. Okay. And I'll dive a little bit into New Guinea. Oh, everything okay. they got Sick. there. I'm looking forward to that. It's next episode, yeah? Yes. Oh, man. Give Harv a little bit of a break. Sounds like, good. I want it. I had no idea what I was doing next week. <laughs> he got the fourth week down, though. Not really. But. Yeah, he does. <laughs> well, he got two weeks to prepare now yeah. instead of just one. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I'll cut some. Cut, I'll give you some slack next week. Thanks, yeah. man. Appreciate yeah. it. Needs it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Mostly Sober Podcast. I'm Travis Nils, Zach Uhas, and Josh Harvey. And we will see you.